1: And welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. This is episode 275. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. Now, breast cancer, I mentioned this on uh, a previous podcast a couple of months ago. Breast cancer is the most common cancer among women in the world, with more than 2 million new cases each year. Belgium has the highest rate of breast cancer in the world, followed by Luxembourg, the Netherlands, and France, just that northern part of Europe. The United States is 22nd on the list, and Canada is 23rd. And those statistics come from the World Cancer Research Fund. Our guest today rejected chemo and radiation when diagnosed in October of 2016 with breast cancer and started researching cannabis. And joining us from New Hampshire is Janie, who doesn't want us to use her last name, so we won't. Janie, thanks for doing this. We appreciate it.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Now, take us back to the day in October 2016 when you had your mammogram. Tell us about that.
2: Well, when I, I you could tell that the uh, technician kind of made a face and then left the room, came back in. So I was like, whoops, they found something. And um, when she came back in, she took some more pictures, went back out, and then asked that I stay and have an um, ultrasound. I stayed and had the ultrasound, which I could see it, too, right on the outer side. It was a very tiny little spot, it looked like. And then the radiologist came in and told me I had looked like I had a very little um, type cancer. And um, I should probably call my primary and make arrangements to have it um, biopsied. And he called he called my primary before I even got home <laughs> and told her. <laughs> Um, I called two days later because I had to take like take it in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and she suggested I go down to lower part of New Hampshire. And they were taking forever to even give me an appointment. They wanted the mammogram, disc. The hospital didn't send. It was just a large mix-up. And I'm sitting here thinking, get this out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I want this out. I want it out. And that's all I wanted. I just want to get it out. And so, of course, I'm ready to jump under the knife. Yep, just get it out of me. Do whatever you have to do. And I also, I was a nurse and knew people that had had breast cancer. And I did go to the doctors for chemo. I mean, I went to doctor visits for this. I just ended up not taking it in the end. At first, they told me I just needed radiation afterwards. I did have a lump. Oh, by the way, when I went to the doctors at the hospital up here, they didn't see everything that was on it. My family doctor, who I had just acquired, said, Look, you're three hours from Boston. Why aren't you there? That's crazy. And I was feeling like, Oh, it's going to just upset the whole family thing. You know, it's just going to be just a mess. And just do it here. And which probably wasn't a good idea. If it had been my kid, I would have been down there. So Mm -hmm. basically, when he said that to me, it kind of hit. He said, Maybe I better call Boston. And I called Boston. And they gave me an appointment, and when I went down, they talked to the surgeon down there. I said, would you mind having another mammogram because what I see is not the same as what they're seeing. She said, I think I see more. So I went and
1: had the uh, mammogram. Just to interrupt you, Janie, that must have been a shock when the person said, I see more.
2: Yep. Mm -hmm. You know what's funny, though? They don't ask you... I don't know I, I find it funny so when she said she thought she saw maybe more she saw calcifications and stuff
0: mm-hmm.
2: now in the interim I could t- I have to tell you about my younger sister too but um because she had breast cancer uh, so what she um, when I came back she said I think that the calcifications could be more and again nobody asked you like do you want she said so uh, we'll schedule it for a lumpectomy, okay and then you go see an oncologist I said okay but not don't ask you what you want. What you know? I mean, any any opinion of the, what you want. It was just kind of strange. But it was the same way at the other hospital. So now um, they stayed. I had and I had to wait a while, a little while, because that was in November. I saw the doctor in December. So it was January thirty first. I did have surgery for a lumpectomy, and um, which went fine. But I ended up having a thing called coating from the lymph nodes.
1: What's that coating?
2: cording and it's it, it's painful it's just from and i only had two lymph nodes removed because they were negative um i was fine from that and then when i went to on the oncologist he said well you need to have you need to have radiation well you know what now i'm going to go oh wait a minute i said well what if i don't want radiation <laughs> well that's what you need to have and i'm telling you you need to have it and i said well you know, this is right above my heart. I mean, this is located right above it. I said, there's a good chance they could hit my heart with some, radio. Well, they try to be careful. Well, that's cool.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> not, not for me. I said, whoa, okay. Uh, and I had a friend who had had lung cancer who had radiation and truly affected her heart. So um, anyways, I said to him, Any, what, how do you know I don't even need chemo? How, well, this is because I can tell. I said, but you didn't do any kind of testing. What about an oncotype? And he said, well, how do you know about that? I said, well, I've had time to research. And I said, maybe we should do something to find out if I really need anything. Because that could come out telling you I need chemo. It could tell you I don't need anything. And he said, do you want it? Well, of course I do. So they sent it out. Called me back and said, it took, and that took a while, quite a while. So in the interim of all this, I'm you know sitting here going, what am I gonna do? So I, started, I did start researching cannabis in this during this time too. Mm-hmm. And then when they called me back and they floored me and said, don't do the radiation yet. You need chemo first. <laughs> oh. Well, I wanted I wanted to do either one of those. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it wasn't because I just had a feeling. I got feeling I'd come out with something wrong, like something. in me kept saying, you got, something's gonna be wrong. And somebody said to me one day, and I kept lo- um, looking at stuff about cannabis, and I did not find this radio show right away, and um, eventually I did, that's what, ha- what did happen, and um, I didn't find, I just didn't look at anything on Facebook for cannabis type stuff, I don't I don't know why, but I just researched a lot on cannabis, and I'm like, I know there's something that can help, I know there's a way, somebody can help me with this, and somehow I came across Corey, <laughs> saw that, and I sent something to her. She got back to me, and then she um, kind of set me on to Jerry, um, Jerry Ann, yeah, and said she knew a lot about it too. Well, what had happened was one night while I—I I know I just jumped from the doctors, but while I was looking on um, the, uh, the cannabis site. Somebody said, you shouldn't be taking too much with too much THC. And, of course, I was doing high THC. But back to the doctors. I, I jump around. I'm terrible. Back to the doctors. No, we'll straighten you out. At the hospital. <laughs> okay, yeah. Could you do that? <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> no. No, you're fine. I just, uh, before you get to the doctors again, I just want to ask you a question. Did surgery get all your cancer? Did the doctor ever, ever tell you no, that?
2: Nope. Nobody ever said a word about it. Did you? And can I ask
3: one question, Janie? I'm going to assume that this was a hormone-driven breast
2: cancer. Yes, it was. Okay. It was. It was. Uh, yeah. I was. Yeah. Both um, positive, but I was her two negative.
3: Right. Okay.
1: Yeah. It's so, one, the and, breast and, cancer and is I, one to, is is confusing to me. And Corey says some of it is very perplexing at times. Um, Corey. Oh
2: yes, if you. Them up, it's incredible, so many yeah. different kinds. Yeah,
1: so, okay, keep going, keep Janie. Going,
2: Jenny. Okay, where yeah, was it? Back at the doctors. The doctor, so what? Well, now it's all echoing on me. the doctors basically said, you know, told me to do this. Now, in the meantime, they want to send me to the hospital that's closer to home to have all this done. We went up and saw a doctor up there. Um, and actually we were treated, I was treated terribly, to be honest with you. I don't think he liked me because I asked a lot of questions and he wanted me to, again, to just, this is what you're going to do. You're going to have your chemo. Um, you're going to, this is what we're going to do for chemo. We're going to do this, this, this. And I said to him, the only thing I want to tell you about the chemo is I don't want one particular chemo. And it is on the list that you have there. I said, I I prefer the first two if I'm going to have this chemo. And he said, why? And I said, because you could lose your hair permanently from that one. And somehow I just don't want to really lose my hair permanently. And he looked at me like, you know, you're nuts. You know, so I said, so I would really prefer the other one. And I said, and I'm also, we happen to be going on, happen to be going to Hawaii in a couple of weeks from then which was a planned trip for a wedding type thing that was plan-free. And I said, can we wait till after I come back from Hawaii? Oh, no, it can't wait. Well, I had waited a lot of months already. What's two more weeks? <laughs> so he wanted me to take it the week before I was going to Hawaii. Now I'm going to get on a plane and go to Hawaii. And, and, I, and I said on the way out, how, how long is it going to take for my hair to fall out? Oh, four days after you take the first treatment. And he wanted me to definitely have this treatment before I went to Hawaii. By the way, he was bowing because I went to the Boston Hospital down and how, we were, how he was so honored to have us even think of him <laughs> because he was, I guess he, he thought we should have went there first to begin with. Anyways, in the end of it all, I walked out, took the paperwork home and threw it on top of my desk and didn't look at it. Talked to someone and they said, why don't you pray to Mary and see what to do about this? And I said, you know what, I will. <laughs> and I said, what am I supposed to do? And then I turned over and I looked at the paperwork. He had prescribed the one chemo. I said, I did not want. Mm. And I said, that's it. I'm done. I'm definitely done. I'm I'm going. I'm definitely going cannabis. This is it. And that's when I decided to go cannabis. I did. I had. Um, I got my cannabis card, which took a little bit of time. And then I started it. And I did do. I'm incredibly. I have an incredible tolerance. I did it. I could have done it in the many days, except that the cannabis prices in New Hampshire are outrageous, <laughs> and you can you can only get two ounces every ten days.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So um, I did it all, and I have continued on, and I've still never been told every time I go to have a mammogram or see the oncologist. Nobody has ever said, "Why are well, you cancer free, huh?" never ever was told that and i'm like wow isn't that funny it's and i believe it's because of the cannabis and i didn't do what they wanted so why would you tell me i'm cancer free you know
0: jenny but did they I'm put
2: healthy.
1: jenny did they put pressure on you to have chemo
2: oh yeah the doc, the nurse has called and she said but the doctor said and finally i said you know what the patient just said no
0: <laughs> good for you,
2: good for
3: you, Janie. Were you taking a high THC or did you do a one-to-one
2: ratio? That's the thing. I went high THC all the way, and then happened to see on oh when I was on the site there, and I said, oh no. I turned to my boyfriend. And I said, oh no, I've done the wrong treatment. I've called, oh, oh oh, and he's like, stop, just stop. He said, it's been a couple of years right now. <laughs>
3: Well, Jane, you know, um, this is such an evolving science, you know, and we're all unfortunately the guinea pigs with it. But I know that the latest and greatest info is indicating that uh, with the THC pushing hormone driven breast cancers, it's looking like it's in women who have already had chemotherapy, that that's where we're seeing um, THC accelerate growth versus um, killing the cancer?
2: Well, that makes me feel better, too. Well, I'm telling you, I went into a panic. My stomach dropped just like when you first hear you get cancer. I went, oh, I just really messed it up. <laughs> I messed up the whole thing. I turned into That's just how I was. I said, I just messed up. Oh, I don't believe I've done this to much. And he's like, wait a minute, but it's been a couple of years and you've been healthy. You're fine. You haven't had anything. And And then the next thing you know, I am keep reading on the site and somebody put up, why don't you call, why don't you get in touch with Jerry Ann? I sent her a message and she just totally calmed me. (laughs) Whoa, slow down. She's like, no, 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 no. You know something, you're brave, you did this, you're doing fine. We talked about different supplements, what you've done. She helped out a real lot just to bring me down. But what I want to tell you, what really helped me the most getting through this, because I didn't have a lot of, like I... I can't say I was, I didn't feel overly supported in this. My boyfriend was fine about it. He told me, you know, I have faith in you. Do it. Do what you think is the right thing. And I I asked him today, if you, if you got cancer and he has never touched a drug or any kind of anything in his life like that, if you got cancer, what would you do? He said, oh, I do what you did. (laughs) Mm. And so he was good about it. But, you know, like when you tell somebody in your family and I told my sister, my older sister and. I know out of love, she went (laughs) first, and I I said, "Wait, but wait!" So it's it can be used as a medicine. She's like, "I know that." Of course, she wanted me to go conventional, so I didn't feel like I had like a real lot of support. So what I would do is I listen to your show every day. Anytime I got a doubt in my mind, I put it on, just to, and it it got me through it to keep going, keep going, keep going because you know I, and. I don't have to listen to your show every day anymore, by the way, because <laughs> I feel very, very confident in it. I and Jerry and I listened to it over and over again. There were certain ones that really touched me too, and I would go back and listen to them and too. But it also just, it just gave me the strength to know that you know you're not the only one that's doing this, and yeah. you know they're getting through, and you're going to be fine. And I'm over through, well over three years, so I, I think I'm going to be fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're fine. We,
2: I don't have any problems.
1: Jenny, we've, uh, as you know, uh, we've interviewed people all over the world with various ailments, most of which are cancer. And those people who did not take chemo or radiation fared—correct me on this if I'm wrong, Corey—fared a little better than those who did. Is that right?
3: Uh, No, you're wrong. Um, They fared. I mean,
1: I'm. Yeah, I got it backwards. Those they who fare t-
3: greatly. People who don't do, who haven't done chemo, <clears throat> excuse me, or radiation, do way better than those who, yeah, or not a- way better, significantly better, because their bodies haven't been damaged by the chemo and
2: radiation.
1: Yeah, that's what right. I mean. That's I was, what I meant to say.
2: Thank that you. That was my biggest piece. What was I going to have left over? Was I going to have neuropathy? Was I, you know, you're going to have hop? You could have a, you can have a million things. Um, I did also want to mention, I got an added bonus, which is kind of funny. Um, I had, gla- I started out with glaucoma in oh, my late 30s. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started, you know, which it wasn't legal in New Hampshire at the time. And I did, I started smoking. Um, and, and it worked. It And I figured out every time I went, exactly, if they said your pressure was up a little bit, okay, then I, I need to do this much more. And I figured it myself and did it for years that way. So that, gee, if it could help this, of course, you know, maybe it could help, the rest of, you know, uh, the other things here. So that's when I, you know, they had just started in New Hampshire, too, with um, making it legal. So that's why I I got my card. I, and plus, I had, well, I had, once I went to the doctor and said, gee, I had cancer. Can you get me a card? He said, yeah, right away. And But you have to wait three months after you meet a doctor to them for them to know you three months, and then they can send the paperwork in. Hmm. So it took some time. I started probably late. I don't think I started till like, um the end of April the beginning of May taking it but I'm fine and I have no other well I do have other physical problems but I want to tell you the, another added bonus my eyesight I had pretty you know I had to wear contact I wore contacts and glasses I uh, I would have worn um focals basically mm-hmm. and my eyesight wasn't that great but I used to sit in bed at night and this is after I was taking the cannabis and I'd be watching tv and I thought like, God, the screen's going blurry. Oh, no. And Joe, I, Joe Panic here. It's gone to my eyes.
3: <laughs>
2: no, no. <laughs> oh, I'm Joe Panic. Oh, I got a pain here. Oh, at first, I was terrible for a long time. I'm much better now. It took me a long time to every, everything that happened. Oh, no, I hope it's not that. But so eventually, I went, so I went to the eye doctor. <laughs> and what happened was my eyes were getting to better. I, my vision was getting better. So the doctor said, oh, you're getting older sometimes. That happens. And I said, it couldn't be the cannabis, could it? And she's like, no, no, no. Well, the next year I went back to the doctors. My eyesight's getting better. <laughs> I don't wear glasses anymore, by the way, <laughs> oh, great. at all. Good for you. Good for
3: you.
1: Jeannie, how, so much cannabis are, how much cannabis are you
2: taking a day? Well, probably a lot. I have an ex- extremely high tolerance. I have like uh, fibromyalgia. So I get like um, nerve pain. Mm -hmm. So during the daytime, I type stuff. But at nighttime, I just take the oil at night. Um, Usually, unless I'm really hurting, if I have something I'm hurting from. But, um, and I take a little bit over, uh, definitely take over, uh, what do you call it? I can't even think of rice, the size of rice. I questioned my cannabis oil because I make it myself. Mm -hmm. And it, and I was always afraid that maybe it's not strong, right? Made right, so maybe you better take a little extra. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: and so I, I always have it doesn't. It does. I never, I never got high off of it to begin with. I'm not kidding. I could take it and not get high. It can lower my blood pressure though. Mm. And that I can. Get, so I have to be. You know, if I took a lot, my blood pressure would go down, probably low. I might feel like I was going to pass out. So I couldn't take too much at once.
1: Yeah. It's interesting that, you don't, it's just, get, it's interesting that you don't get high.
2: Isn't it? Well, I think because maybe because I've done it my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I just don't. I, ha, I can. not I can. I mean, I'm, but it has to be a lot. It's just so much. My, my sons, I have a son, and he's like that the same way, too. And he's, he just looks at me and smiles. I said, I hope you're going to end up being like me, I think. I think we just have a high tolerance to it. So you if, know, someone, if somebody
1: gave it. you a gram of oil to take, could you take the whole gram at once? Yes. Wow.
2: Definitely. I don't like the taste, though. <laughs> but so just recently, I went. To, just went to a new, um, they, I, I changed, you, you get a sign, well, you can pick your uh, dispensary, but you have to go to one dispensary in New Hampshire. So I picked a different dispensary because they had one that was closer to my home. And I went in last week for the first time, and much to my surprise, they had RSO, because the other dispensary never had it. So I got some, because I wanted to compare it to my RSO, and it's just about the same. So I said, oh, you've been doing it right all along. It's, I'm a self-doubter. That's what it is. Jenny, you know, I er- just doubt everything.
1: Yeah. Earlier on, it right. I, sorry to interrupt, but me? earlier on in the interview, you mentioned that your younger sister had breast cancer. What's that story about?
0: Well,
2: it was my younger sister had told me, even like a year before I was diagnosed, it was an odd thing to say. She said, One boob's growing and one's not. Isn't that odd? I said, What? Sorry, it doesn't happen to somebody that's 40 something years old. <laughs> no. I, and so I said, That's no, no, you need to see a doctor. And of course, you know, family doesn't listen to you a lot. And I was a nurse, so I said to her, You know, you need, but she didn't. And I, every once in a while I would mention it. And then um, when it happened, when I found out, at first, the first day I found out, I didn't even talk to her. I didn't tell her the first day. I waited till the second day because I don't know something made me. I said, maybe I got this because I have to make sure that Mary's, my sister's name is Mary, that Mary's going to be okay. I better call her. So I, I sat out in my car and I got on the phone because sometimes she's hot to, you know, I don't want her to, you know. I said, I, Mary, I want you to really listen to me strongly. You need to see a doctor. I said, because I have breast cancer, and my boob didn't grow <laughs> and get bigger and more and smaller. I said, there's something wrong there. I said, which would tell me it's probably some kind of calcification. stuff. So you need to get done right away. I want you to call your doctor tomorrow. And she did listen, and she did call, and she did have it. And she was stage three. She was her two positive, positive. And she had double mastectomy, which she chose to because they could just do one um and then she went through her chemo i believe she skipped radiation and she's done it she did but she was told she's cancer free but i think i think you have to do that chemo and radiation to hear you're cancer free <laughs> she wasn't she wasn't
3: open to doing the
2: cannabis oil no, couldn't couldn't afford it mm. just could not afford to do that. Now, I did talk to her about it and stuff, and she's like, I just, she couldn't afford it. And so she went her way, and I went my way. You know, and so she did lose her teeth, though. She's had to get dentures now from the chemo.
1: She lost all her teeth from chemo?
2: Yes, yeah. They, they rotted out, I guess. She said her teeth all rotted out. She, I thought she had nice teeth before that. I don't see it that often. She doesn't live in the same state. But when I did see it, I never thought her teeth were bad. I never noticed that she had bad teeth. I was like, you know, teeth no, I've heard bad. of bad.
3: Help, I've heard of that happening before, Ian.
1: Yeah, wow. it's uh, it's something that people don't talk about a lot. I mean, no, it's
3: just one of the side effects they, they fail to mention.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> just a
3: little inconvenience. Have don't worry about it. <laughs>
1: You know, if people, spend, always, if people know, spend some time researching the downside of chemotherapy, they would realize, and some doctors have confirmed this, that it doesn't uh, help 97% of the time. 97% of the time. And I
2: saw that in many places, you know. I did. That's why I was like, why would I? I don't want 3%. I want the 97% to tell me I'm going to be Okay.
1: Yeah, they try to minimize the side effects by saying, oh, your hair may fall out, but they don't really explain other side effects and uh, the downside of chemotherapy like I believe that they should. But, you know, no, convention, you conventional medicine. Don't, don't, yeah, conventional medicine does a great job on trauma, but in trying to keep you healthy, in my view, I think they fail miserably in trying to keep us healthy. Because they will deal with the symptoms, but they won't deal with, with, or I shouldn't say they won't, they don't deal with a cure for what you have. And the, the beautiful thing about cannabis is uh, it can get rid of that. I can't say cure because I'll get into trouble. But it, they'll get rid of, of the cause of your ailment. Uh, various forms of cannabis will. And uh, that's that's the beauty of it. And it, uh, you know, Janie, that it improved your, your eyesight. It does other things as Isn't well. Isn't
2: funny? It's great. It, well, to me, almost, if God made this earth, he put it here on this earth for us for a reason.
0: And I yeah, think it's, it's to be used.
1: It's been stigmatized so much over the last 80 or 90 years that uh, people believe that it is somehow an, an evil plant. But you know that's starting to that's starting to erode, and it will take some time for people to begin to accept it uh, as a conventional treatment.
2: I know because I'd like to. I'd like to substitute some medicines. Um, I have a daughter that has disabilities. I'd like to substitute medicines with. No, I don't know that it would even have to be cannabis, even um, CBD oil stuff. And pro- I pro- because she's disabled, and I have guardianship, I don't know if I could get in trouble for that. You know what I mean? Trying to. And it's difficult. That's what I was afraid of with cannabis mm-hmm. stuff, even having cannabis in the house. That's I was so like, I have to have a card because I'll get in trouble for my daughter and I can't do this to her. And everything. It's just, it's so, it's crazy because it's so helpful. So helpful. For, mm-hmm. I almost, everybody I know, I do know people that get sick from smoking it. It can make them sick. I don't know why. Do you but, smoke it, uh, you know, Jeannie? I do not, a, not a real lot. I do, I do. I, um, I do edible sometimes during the day too, because that will help. I have, uh, I've had back surgeries. I have arthritis in my hands, feet, back, you know, shoulder blades and stuff. And it does, it, it helps. I, and of course I don't get high from that because it's just a little amount. And if you just like keep doing it, like throughout the day, take a little, you know, it's a five milligram thing, but yeah. it doesn't, I mean, by the end of the day, I probably, <laughs> I, I probably get about 300 milligrams of, seeing to myself somewhere, but I'm not high.
1: Janie, do you mind if I and ask? Mind if I ask how old you are?
2: I am 64 now.
1: 64. hmm And so you were in your 60s when your breast cancer. I was
2: 61. I was right. There. That's what she said to me. You're in the right age group.
1: Oh, thank you this. very much.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was so gee. I won the lottery, huh? <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right. But uh, I find it fascinating that uh, you rejected chemo and radiation, which was great. Uh, You took cannabis, which was great. But when you go back for scans, they don't tell you that you're cancer-free, do they?
2: No, they just tell me that my mammogram's clear. But nobody has ever said to me, you know, you're cancer-free. I'm like, you know, okay, whatever. I think that's also because the hospitals get, especially the Boston Hospital there, because it's a cancer hospital, they get uh, federal help. And I don't think they can... Yeah. They don't say, they don't like, when, when they list my medications, when I used to, at first when i say cannabis oil and they'd go, oh, you mean CBD? And they'd write it about CBD i say, no, cannabis oil. It is not the CBD part. It is the, can-. I said, it's not. It's separate. I said, it has THC in it. And they'd, oh, okay. And they'd write it down, but they don't, they don't, don't even speak of it. it it's never, ever mentioned.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. Janie uh, any words of advice to people before uh, we wrap this up
2: I, don't know, I think it's something to be looking into it's certainly it's a good it's a medicine that can be used definitely a medicine and it can help in a lot of ways and if you can I guess a lot I mean I'm not saying that I never got high before because I can get high sometimes for, but it would have to be it has to be a large amount so I and I don't try to anymore because I'm, I'm using it as a medicine basically and I'd like to I like to sleep good at night too so it, that's why probably why I take it at nighttime for the larger amount yeah, but for people I would definitely you gotta look in they give you plenty of time I think for to look into other stuff I mean I had all this time in between to look and say do I want to do this Do I you know I looked in the I looked into each chemo I looked into everything and try to look in side effects there everywhere and also this at the same time and all as I could come up with is but I won't have those side effects. I might come out okay in the end. And I think I'd rather go this way because I also believe that a lot of times chemo can spread cancer. And that scares me. You know what I mean? I don't want to stop. Yeah, I don't have breast cancer, but it's in your liver now. And I also had an aunt that did that and did have chemo. And she died a few years, a few years back. And she fought she fought cancer for 12 years, breast cancer for 12 years, basically. But it went to all other parts of her body. And I did try, I, she knew I was on this, I told her about this, but it was really coming towards the end of her time, and she wasn't, I, I said, you know, I will come down and I will bring it to you, I will, you know, and she said, no, she thought she was okay and she was ready to go, and she, she died a few months later. Wow. So, yeah. Jenny it's know.
1: Yeah, Janie, it's been a pleasure talking to you, and uh, keep up the good work. what oh, and- more thing.
2: I want to thank you guys so much, though, for having this show. Really, really, really. Because I'm telling you, it did. It got me through. It did. You don't know how much. I just didn't feel like I had the support. So it's a very supportive program if people use it in that way,
1: too. No, it's very so kind of you. Thank you again. Thank you very much. We appreciate it.
3: Yeah, thanks nice. so much, Janie. Take care. Nice talking to
2: you guys. Thanks. Right. Bye-bye.
1: Now, if you'd like to support us on Cannabis Health Radio, there's a few ways you can do that. You can become a monthly supporter for as little as $5 a month on our Patreon page. And you can also make a one-time donation through our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. And uh, we encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have a goal by the end of uh, the summer, we hope to get uh, 10,000 subscribers and uh, keep growing it. And uh, share that with others who you think may be interested. And uh, we'd like to thank Mark in Belgium, who posts our podcast to YouTube. We'd also like to thank Ron Zahar, who generously donates his studio time and his time editing these podcasts. And also, there's another way you can uh, help spread the word about our show. Write a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to our podcasts and share the podcasts on social media. You never know, you just might save a life. We're very grateful for your support. Thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll be back next week.
0: Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to PodConnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your cannabis business podcast, The Talking Hedge. And newest member on PodConX. So come on over and check out The Talking Hedge. We talk about business news, interviews, investments, events, all that stuff. So come nerd out with me over at The Talking Hedge You can find me at thetalkinghedgepodcast.com or on all your favorite podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out.